I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating explained (laughs) through people's behaviors, the why, why, whys of why people do the things they do and say the things they do. And this past weekend, Julie and I had a chance to meet the people who do the things and say the things from our community. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best weekend. I mean, first of all, it was so nice to be reunited with you in general. We had our date night as well. That was fun. We had a lot of fun times this weekend. And then we got wind that a group of folks were going to dinner together. We had our community member of the month live stream last Thursday. And our community member of the month, Yen 
So we'll give her a <laughs> shout out. We'll do two birds, one stone. Congrats, Yen, for community member of the yes. month. But she spilled the beans that her and some folks were going to dinner. She told us the time, the date, and the location. So and who as, was going? And who was going? Pretty much everything. <laughs> so as soon as she got off the phone, Yue was like, should we surprise them? And we're like, hell yeah. And so we did. So we planned this uh, the night before. <laughs> I was basically fantasizing while I was sleeping about it and how we were going to go up to them. So at, at first, we thought they were sitting in the back. So we yeah. thought it would be easy to go to into the restaurant, buy some champagne, and then walk to the back. And then when we got there, <laughs> they were right out in front. You could not miss them. <laughs> well, Lu- our events producer, Louise, also met up with us and did this. And she like walked by them at first and was like, I'm pretty sure they're right in the front. They're right there. <laughs> yeah, there's no hiding. And so we also had our other friend, Melissa, with us, who they probably would not recognize. No. So we sent her to go in, grab a bottle of champagne, and come out, and then we did our thing. <laughs> yep. And we also had pre-ordered the champagne so they knew who we were coming in like the restaurant people and then as soon as the group saw us and started like screaming and we were all like singing stay dateable together and people around the whole restaurant were looking at us they thought we were super vip (laughs) (laughs) they were like who are these people everyone looked so nice they all dressed up in their best date attire (laughs) and the looks on their faces it was just pure shock to begin with because i think it was so out of context they were probably like who are these random girls why are they screaming i I think we were more excited than they were (laughs) well it took they had the shock value lydia one of the members was like i heard your voice first i'm like i know that voice i hear it every week And then she said, we caught this on video. She go, she was trying to explain what was happening. And she's like, and then the podcast people showed up. We're the podcast people. Well, she was, I guess, telling them that like she was explaining to her friends like who she was meeting up with in the first place. And these are all members of the sounding board, which is our premium community. And we did have one member actually that was an active member in the public group, Love in the Time of Corona. But the rest of them had been pretty much doing video calls for a year, practically, you know, Mm -hmm. like really got to know each other as friends. And this was the first time a lot of them were meeting up in person. And it was the first time we were seeing a lot of them. Like it was so fun. And people were exactly how I pictured them. Like there was no, not really any <laughs> they were difference. They were yeah, better. I think of anything better. Like there was like it was such a smooth transition. It felt like we had known each other for years. The best part was I told Julie, I said, we're not going to linger because it would be awkward if we went <laughs> and we like stayed and hung out for dinner. So we we're like, let's get the fuck out after we do our surprise so that we don't make it awkward. And of course, the manager of the restaurant was like, hey, there's a table right next to them that opened up. <laughs> <laughs> Two girls like to sit down and have a drink. And we were, I mean, we were just so into it at that point. So we did. He definitely, <laughs> we ended up lingering. Yeah, like I've been there a zillion times that he hasn't given me the time of day, but he thought we were someone. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever want to seem important, just surprise a group of people and bring champagne. <laughs> right. Get a group of people to yell, stay dateable in the middle of nowhere. There we go. <laughs> the people around that restaurant were probably like, what the fuck is going on? I know. I feel like things are starting to feel like normal again we definitely like went out hard that night and went to your boyfriend's after hours club also too (laughs) it felt like i don't know there was definitely like a sense of like old times coming back this was probably the first 
night that I really felt like that. And I think more and more people are getting vaccined. Uh, I got mine at Viscody Center in San Francisco, which is, for anyone that doesn't live here, is like a big tech conference hub. And it felt like a tech conference when I was in there. There was like, you know, plastic music. Like There was like the volunteers, like one guy, I'm like, I swear we need to hire him to do our merch. He was like spitting out different lines. He was like, once COVID's gone, you can get it on. That was my favorite one. <laughs> like, he had break. a bunch of other ones. And I was like, damn, this guy's been practicing. But they had like a cutout with Dr. Fauci. You could like take a selfie with at the end. Like it was like a scene. <laughs> I felt like I was back at a conference. I'm pretty sure everyone else I've talked to has not had that same experience with vaccination site. Did you have that experience at all? <laughs> Oh, with my vaccination site? No, I went to Rite Aid. (laughs) I was in line with all the other 80-year-olds getting their their medication. I read somewhere that it was a total missed opportunity because you don't have to wait 15 minutes in the seats after. Yeah. That they're Mm -hmm. like, we should have had like a single section where everyone could like meet and get to know each other. Oh my gosh, that would be an amazing idea. That would be an amazing idea. (laughs) By the way, I didn't know you had to stay 15 minutes. I booked another appointment right after mine. So I actually, I ran out. (laughs) You're not supposed to. But for anybody who's getting their vaccines for the first time, just know, buffer 15 minutes afterwards. You are such a rebel. I'm such a rebel. (laughs) They have to observe you for 15 minutes. Just make sure you don't have any adverse reactions to the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Just schedule that correctly. But no, I did not have that spring break vaccine party experience like you did. I'm really jealous. You said there was music blaring. Yeah. I mean, so Louise was saying that it was a little more toned down than I was describing. So I don't know if they changed <laughs> it or it was just the time of day I went or like it was like super hyped up. But it felt like it felt like a party. And I was like, oh, my God, this is downtown San Francisco. I haven't been here in like a year. it's i'm not going to lie it's been a little uncomfortable just seeing a bunch of people around and i don't know like people still wear their masks but they're they're so close to me i can like touch them i don't know anymore i don't know how to feel how to feel around people i know i like wanted to give everyone hugs and i probably i think i did give some of the people hugs in our group too but it was like i'm like oh my god do they want this they not want this it's so awkward you know you just don't know anymore it's it's really awkward (laughs) can i just bring up the card i got from our oh my god our server I totally <laughs> forgot about this. Yes. The night just got better and better. <laughs> so we had a very nice server at the restaurant who, when I was in line at the bathroom, handed me this red card. If you're on YouTube, you can see this. Oh if you're God. not, let me just describe it to you. On one side, it says, have a nice day. And on the other side, it says, just a courtesy note to let you know, damn, you are beautiful. That's it. That's all <laughs> it says. I mean, this is this guy kept coming around and like really touching you too. Like, remember we kept being like, this is kind of uncomfortable a little. Yeah, because I'm not used to people touching me in general. <laughs> and there's this stranger touching me. And then he hands me this card. And I forgot what it was like to, to talk to strangers. But I thought this card was interesting because it does not have his name or phone number. There's nope. no follow up. There's no call to action. It's just a card to make me feel good, which it does make me feel good. But hey, maybe this is like the new way of connecting with people. You just hand out cards, tell them they're cute or whatever, and then hopefully you find them on a dating app. 
It's nice, but it's kind of missing a CTA. I think it needs a it's little... It's missing a CTA, yes. Yeah, we did invent a really fun game, though, while we were hanging out, remember? Oh, uh, that one, the like, BT dub. Dating. You know yes. there's always, like, one thing that you're like, uh, do I want to reveal this on a first date? Do I want to let this simmer a little more? And everyone has one, and it doesn't need to be something that, like, other people perceive as embarrassing, but it's whatever you kind of view as, like, something that you don't want to necessarily put out there so we're calling it what the bt dubs <laughs> like by the way yeah like by the way <laughs> did you know that <laughs> so we went around it was julie me louise and our friend melissa we went around to say our bt dubs what was yours julie well it started off because melissa was talking about like really showcasing her cats and we're like eh, oh maybe yeah hold we're on like, that. that's amazing that's a bt dub <laughs> That's what kicked off. But mine was, I mean, mine was that I do a dating and relationship podcast, which is not for everyone, you know? Like, there's definitely... That's right. It's intimidating to some people, so I've heard. So that's definitely mine. I mean, I have another one, but I... I really probably wouldn't put that one out there. But. Okay, all right. So you have, you have a public BT dub and a private BT dub. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that I'll find out after we finish yeah, exactly. this recording. But the best was I was like, "You, hey, what's yours?" And you're like, "I have a boyfriend." That's my BT, <laughs> BT dub. BT dub. I'm in a relationship. That's a pretty big BT dub. It's it's a like, capital BT if you dub. were single, yours would probably be the same as mine. At least the, the dating expert relationship coach. You were the dating coach too. So Yeah, it's hard to lead with that when you're dating. Yeah. It is a BT dub. But then also if they're on board with your BT oh, dub, you're like, totally. you're fucking awesome. It's Yes, it's a great filter. BT dubs doesn't always have to be something like I'm obviously very proud of the podcast and I want someone that's super supportive of it. And BT dubs is like someone that's going to support you no matter what. But it's yep. one of those things that could, you know, weed in the right people and weed out the wrong people is the BT dubs. You know? Hey. Hey, cat lovers. Cat lovers could be totally down with the cat BT dubs, right? Yeah, it's your own thing. But <laughs> for the special person, you reveal it. We're like, maybe <laughs> reveal it on like, date three <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe not on a virtual call Although but yes i do i do reveal the podcast early on i used to not and now i'm like you know what we're either on board or we're not <laughs> it really just depends on the vibe right totally, you're like reading the totally. room exactly. yeah some people you're like yeah he be down other people you're like no i'm gonna save this for a year <laughs> exactly. bt done happy one year anniversary <laughs> i'm a dating expert <laughs> I've been scrutinizing your every move. Are you speaking from experience when you were no. on dating apps? You was like, um, I have a YouTube channel I didn't tell you about. I mean, if they don't know that you do this podcast by like date five, they have not done their research. No, that's the thing. That's why I'm like, I need to just tell people. I think when we first started doing it, it wasn't as big a deal. But now yeah. it's like, if you find, if you Google Julie podcast, it comes up. <laughs> or, you know, or like, I don't know. I mean, if you, it's like, yeah, I guess that's a bad example. Like, if you Google my last name, like, it's going to come up. Yeah. You can't hide it. No. It's a, no. And nor should you, you know, you got to be proud of it. But <laughs> but there's some ways to make this, I'm going to watch this transition, Julie. So there are some ways to make your BT dubs playful. And mm. that's what our sounding board event is all about this coming Thursday. It's our dateable after show with the one and only Jeff Harry, who is on our show, on our episode all about making dating fun again by 
bring play into it. And he's going to be leading a workshop along with our very own Louise Mm -hmm. uh, on how to just make dating more playful and fun. So maybe there's an opportunity to turn your BT dub into something more playful, like on a first date. Absolutely. What a transition that was. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where is she going with this? But that was dead on, you know, like this is going to be fantastic event. Again, it's for sounding board members in the events tier. So if you need to learn more, we keep them limited. So you do want to get your spot if this is appealing to you. If you love that episode, Make Dating Fun Again with Jeff Harry, you do not want to miss this. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to hone it on our playful skills even more. So go to Datable Podcast dot com slash sounding board as as long as you sign up for one of the events tiers you'll automatically be included you'll also get to come to the sounding board private group that we have Mm -hmm. that's where the magic happens that's where the happy hours the podcast discussion groups and this is a great transition also is that for you know like pretty much since we started the love in the time of corona group which is the public group so i will say this again because we do it's a little confusing we have the public love in the time of corona group anyone can join pending you Mm -hmm. prove you you are a real human that listens to Dateable. <laughs> no bots. Yes. But <laughs> no, no animals allowed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then we also have the Saudi board, which is our premium community. That's where everyone's like really making these deep friendships. And we had a group in New York hang out today. Like, mm-hmm. like this is happening. We saw a group in uh, Phoenix the other week. Like yes. a group is organizing in Seattle. Like this is happening. This is happening all around the country and hopefully soon the world. So from day one, we've had this group of hosts that have been like kind of the backbone of the community. Like they've been um, leading the podcast discussion groups and happy hours every week in the sounding board. But we want to make them more prominent in the public group because they, I mean, they're just kind of the epitome of dateable. Like I think all of them are so dateable. And we also had the idea that we were going to bring them on for the the next two episodes. So in this series of what is it going to be like coming out of this pandemic? Like we were saying, we're starting to feel the real light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm -hmm. Now that we're getting vaccinated, you know, things are starting to feel more like the old normal, you know, the new normal, I guess, is where we're evolved to. So we want to hear from our folks about like, you know, what has their dating lives been like during the pandemic? What have they learned over this year? Because this year has been truly transformational for a lot of us. And then how are they going to merge coming out? Mm -hmm. And it just shows that everyone has a very strong story of why they sought us out. There was a reason why they were looking for dating podcasts. <laughs> there was a reason why they typed in love in the time of Corona by the dating podcast <laughs> on Facebook. So you get to hear those uh, those moments in people's lives of when they said, ah, I need a sense of community. Mm-hmm. I need a sense of belonging. And this is what I'm going to search for. And so this is a two-parter. And for this first section of this this episode, um, we are featuring five of our hosts, and you get to get to know them better beyond mm-hmm. just the, the words that you see them type in the Facebook group. You get to hear their voice and get to know their personalities. And they all have such distinct personalities, but they're all so damn insightful. That's what I get from all of them. And you know what's been really fascinating? They've all had a very diverse range of dating experiences during this time, like some of them are emerging in new relationships. Some are in relationships they fostered throughout of COVID. Some of them have really embraced being single during this time and, you know, like found a newfound 
respect for that. So I think there's something to relate in everyone's story, no matter where you are in your own journey too. And more importantly, how is everybody navigating this post COVID era? Everyone has their questions, there's kind of, uh, I don't know, just like things that you're like, is this still okay? Is, <laughs> is, is this still something that I want to pursue? So you get to hear everybody's thought process through that. So in this first part, we've got Shieldy, Jason, Gisela, Brian, and Caitlin. Ooh. Good group. What a crew. <laughs> Our first host, Shieldy, she'll be the first one to go. She'll be happy if she's the first one to go. I bet she's probably listening <laughs> right now being like, yes, I get to go first. Uh, we do have a... Um, you know, we have this advice segment now. So we got we to gotta bring up a question for this segment, which is related to this episode. Someone wrote in and said, let me see where did I put that question? They said, what do you think as we're coming out of COVID, what, is, what do you think is the one mistake that a mm. lot of people are making when it comes to dating? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> one, one mistake, just one. Uh, I know, I was like, where do you even start with one? Just Maybe one. Maybe we'll do two. Mm. What We can both give our one. Okay, okay. Okay. I think the one I would say is, you know, reverting back to old indicators of interest. I think back in the day, we used to like touch a lot more, kiss immediately. And I think, yes, even in the vaccine world, like hopefully that will be good again. But I think COVID has kind of made us a little like more, you know, not necessarily ready to take the plunge with that all the time. So I think asking like, hey, can I kiss you? Or, you know, like looking for that indicator of touch in a different way and having more verbal signs before going going in for the kill. I think that actually is something that good to preserve. And I think it could be a mistake to just go all in coming back. Like I've, I've heard from a lot of people that it's very jarring when someone's like in your face ready to kiss you now, where like back in the day pre-COVID it wasn't. But we have definitely changed our patterns and kind of like what a kiss means anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think similarly, mine would be the mistake a lot of people will make is assuming that other people are on the same page when it comes mm. to COVID protocol. So one example is this weekend, I was telling you, Julie, I was at a park and I saw these two people on a first date, obviously, because they were super awkward and they were more than six feet apart sitting on a blanket. And I saw them kind of had this dance of, is it okay if I touch your knee? Is it okay if I come a little closer? It's okay if we share this bag of popcorn. And then by the end of the date, they were snuggling up. So I think there needs to be a dance that happens mm -hmm. instead of going in for the kill you or for the kiss. That's way Both. too violent. Going in <laughs> for the K, <laughs> however you want to fill that in. Can't expect other people to feel the same way that you do. So like what Julie was saying, there just needs to be a lot more consent, a lot mm -hmm. more verbal communication of, is this okay? Are you feeling comfortable? This is what I'm comfortable with. And establishing what you are comfortable with is really, really important. And it's sexy when someone's like, I really want to kiss you right now. Yeah, or like, would you yes. be down for that? Like, that's like sexy, you know, it's like, or even if you're like, I really want to kiss you, what's your comfort level? Like, you know, it's putting yep, it out yep. there. I've heard a few friends who've gone on dates, and they took it a little bit far. And then they felt guilty afterwards. They're like, Oh, mm -hmm. I wish we didn't. I, I wish we didn't touch that that fast, or I did. I wish we didn't go that far on this date. And I think that tends to 
happen right now because you get caught in the moment. And then later you're like, ooh, I didn't even ask if he's been vaccinated, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So I think it's just good to establish this beforehand and just be really honest with all of your fears and anything that's holding you back so that you don't feel this like afterthought of guilt. Right. Because what a way to kill a budding connection is to like be over like someone that's great and just feel like guilt. And then you have association of guilt with them. And I think the worst. I mean, a lot of the reality, too, is a lot of us have been like less sexually active than we were in the Mm -hmm. past. And it's a little daunting. Like it's a daunting to come back into that. So taking it slow Mm -hmm. and building that trust with someone. I mean, it's probably the way to go even in a post COVID world. Absolutely. It's good for you. It's good for everyone. We can all benefit from going just a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Same. I don't know. That was definitely something I've taken from COVID is slowing down pace of life. And I think I'll also carry that into relationships too. Cool. So before we get into it, shall we do a quick, let's do a quick message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by StoryWorth. If there's ever been a year to make the moms in your life feel loved and appreciated on Mother's Day, it's this one. Before the pandemic, I would see my mom just about once a month. And of course, that was impossible once COVID hit. So I want to make sure that this Mother's Day, I make it a special one for her. I'm honoring my mom with a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. StoryWorth is an online service that helps the people close to you share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your person, and that person being my mom, a different story prompt, questions that you never thought to ask, like, what is some of the best advice your mom ever gave you? And after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of my mom's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. So give your mom the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash datable. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for $10 off. This episode is brought to you by Femtasy. Have you ever considered erotic audio stories as part of your self-care routine? Well, it should be. Femtasy is an online streaming platform with a collection of short erotic audio stories for women. The stories are ethically produced and narrated by both male and female voices. And to make it even more fun, you get to choose which voice you want to narrate the stories. My favorite, if you didn't know already, is Holly from Australia because she reminds me of my sexy friend who has the best sex stories. And if you know me well, I really enjoy the wild and raunchier stories, but Femtasy also offers stories on the sweet and romantic side too. Listen to your fantasies and take time for yourself on Femtasy.com. There are over 500 audios exclusively for you to deepen the connection with yourself. To celebrate womanhood and International Masturbation Month, Femtasy has dropped their prices. Now you can get your subscription for only 99 cents per month or $9.99 for the year. Just head to Femtasy.com and start listening to your fantasies. Again, that's F-E-M-T-A-S-Y dot com. Okay, so shall we start with Shieldy? We got Shieldy. She is 30 years old, originally from New Jersey and still in New Jersey. She's been there her whole life. She's currently in a monogamous relationship, but she was not when we first met her. So we're going to hear all about that. Shieldy. <laughs> Hi. What's up? How are you? Hi. Hi. Okay, well, you got you have quite the story because when we first met you, you were single 
A-F. And now you are in a monogamous <laughs> committed relationship. Tell us all about that because that happened all during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah. We call ourselves the COVID couple. <laughs> the CC, okay. <laughs> yes, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, CC. Um, yeah, so I started, well, I would like to take it a little bit further back and talk about like how when I started listening to the podcast. Yeah. So I broke up with my He Who Must Not Be Named. 2019 summer 2019 and i was like oh i'm depressed blah, blah blah like i need something to like lift me up and i'm like going through all these podcasts and i'm like oh that's not good oh that's not good oh that's not good and then i'm like all right let's i want to listen to a podcast that like talks about like like black women you know and dating and like yours was the for whatever reason yours was the first one that popped up and i was just like <laughs> Okay, I'm like they're not black, but hey, you know what? I'm down. So like, let me listen, and I pff, the rest is history. Like I was hooked, hooked. <laughs> like it was like I wasn't like a typical person who was like do everything in chronological order. Like I think at that point it was like season like eight, seven, seven or eight, and so I was like in season eight. And like staying updated week by week. But then I would go back to like season two. And then I would go to like season three. <laughs> and then I'd be like in season four, season five, two episodes. Like I would just, I would skip all around. And so anyway, fast forward, y'all ladies um, literally changed my life opening up the dateable group, Love in the Time of Corona. And I was just, I, I, I was actually joking with, um, Andrew, who's my boyfriend, I was joking with him and I'm like, you need to thank Julie and Yue because they're the reason why that I picked dating you. I like, because they opened my mind. I was like, because you have horrible pictures. You have horrible pictures on his app, like horrible. And for whatever reason, the topic that week was like, oh, you know, like, don't judge people. Like, you know, maybe you should just give it a shot. And like, you know, even if the first date doesn't go too well, you know, might, you know, stay open. And I'm like, oh, but Julian UA, I don't want to stay open. Yeah, you guys weren't even listening to me. I was literally in the car, like talking. Love it. And I was like, with Julian UA, like, I don't want to stay open. His people are horrible, <laughs> like on my way to the date. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Ugh, it is what it is. And then, um, yeah, but I remember when he got out of the car and I first saw him, I was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> he's cute. I'm like, oh, like, you know, I mean, you two ladies know with online dating who you see online. Mm hmm. So Maybe different. Be who you see when you're friendly. Exactly. Sometimes uh -huh. more positive in real life. It can go either yeah. way. Yeah. However, Julie, that never happened to me before. It was always more <laughs> negative. It was always more negative. But now it did. It only takes one. We yeah, always say only that, takes, right? It only takes one. And I was like, all right, you're kind of cute. You're kind of cute. And like, mind you, he reminded me that we talked for like a month mm. before we actually met. And he was like, you are so boring. I, like, I can't picture you boring. That's what? like not the word that ever comes to I mind. Like, Moi? Boring? How could you say such a thing? He was like, you're so boring. And I was like, well, you were boring too. And he was like, well, what I was working with? 
wasn't a lot of conversation. Wait, were you doing like video calls or was it just no, through like text? No, we didn't do any. It was oh. all texting. It was all texting because unfortunately there were some contenders, some other contenders at the time. Oh, oh okay. And <laughs> maybe odds be ever in your favor. Well, that's a good that's a good reminder that you cannot tell through text. You just can't. No, you cannot. And so I, he was the one who actually made me be like, hmm. Maybe I should like pay attention to this guy because he was like, well, you know, there's this thing people have. I don't know if you have it. It's called Facebook. I don't know. Maybe you want to like talk through that. I don't know. He said something that was like really corny. And I'm like, oh, like, are you tr-? I'm like, is this are you trying to flirt with me right now? Is this, is this, your, is this your, like bad attempt that like you want to be friends on Facebook? And he was like, hey, well, yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's be friends on Facebook. And so. Me being me, I completely raided his whole Facebook. And I was like, oh my God, his pictures are horrible. Horrible. But I was like, again, podcast that week, Julie and Yue were like, give him a second chance. You know, don't judge somebody just because the way they text, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And obviously it worked out. So you're welcome, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> like, I just want our listeners to know that we did not pay Shieldy to say any of this. No, you did not. <laughs> this is not a paid advertisement. This is all for free. And um, no. I love it. So how do you think how do you think the love and the time of Corona group in the sounding board really kind of shaped your perspective outside of what you just mentioned? Oh my God, where do I even start? I mean, when you, cause oh gosh. Okay. So one, we're all, we all think that like in this whole dating experience, I'm not saying we're like selfish, but we all think about like what we're going through. And when, you know, you have somebody, for example, like, you know, I'm a plus size woman. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm a plus size woman. And when I see Caitlin, who's gorgeous and I see Janice, who's gorgeous, going through all these similar things that I'm going through. And I think that I'm going mm. through them just because I'm me mm-hmm. or like Swanee, who, you know, I talked to her about some stuff and Yen and like all the women in the group and even the men in the group. And also another thing too, that I love about our group is that it's not like this band of women getting together saying, oh my God, we hate men. Men mm-hmm. suck. Right. You know, it's more like, hey, Sometimes dating really sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, it's the same thing what you guys talk about in the beginning of the podcast, the why, 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 why people do things that they do. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I guess my rebuttal would be how, how, how. <laughs> hey, that's the spinoff. I'm just <laughs> It's just Love too many it. words to say. But yeah, you're right. Why, yeah. why, why should be followed by how, how, how. Yeah, mm-hmm. like why, why, why people do the things and how, how, how you deal with them. And <laughs> and sometimes you don't you, you don't even have to deal with them. Sometimes you just have to just move on. And mm-hmm. sometimes things don't work out. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't tell you after listening to the pot. I'll say this, too. I forgot to tell you this, Julie. And you wait. After listening to the podcast, I stopped taking, like, this is pre-Andrew. I stopped taking rejections mm. on apps so personally. And I can mm-hmm. tell you, I don't remember which episode it was. And I quote, like, quote, you guys were like, you know, people can be going through their own battles mm-hmm. and their own things that you don't even, you may not even know about. Mm-hmm. And exactly. 
they may not they may not be talking to you because you know maybe like someone in their family died like especially during covid you know people are losing their family members and their loved ones like left and right and it's just sometimes you got to put dating in the back seat exactly well, it sounds like you just got a lot of different perspectives that i love this like you're so focused on yourself and by talking and seeing all these people you're like no it's everyone We're has a story together. We're yeah. all crazy little ship called dating together and uh, oh and another thing and another thing i wanted to add to what i also love also it's i'm gonna go back to this a it's not a man-hating group it's a group of men and women equally talking about their dating experiences yes and women giving constructive criticism to men men giving their constructive criticism to women the fact that people can be so open to be like well how do i how do i deal with this you know Mm -hmm. and that's one. And then two, oh, what I love so, 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 so much is that it's not just people who haven't who haven't been with somebody yet. It's all aspects of dating. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the group is for people who are in relationships. The group is for people who don't even want to date. Yeah. <laughs> right. The group is for people who are like, yo, I'm out here just living my best life. Right. <laughs> just doing the do and, right. you know, stay master dating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You do. Everybody does themselves. You do you. Yeah. They do themselves. And it and but we, for some reason, we can all connect and have something in common, even exactly. if we're at different stages of relationships. And speaking of different stages, as you and your boo come out of CC, COVID couplehood, <laughs> And to come out into the real world post pandemic, what have you guys discussed how you're transitioning into this post COVID universe? I'm really glad that you asked me that question because we just talked about this yesterday in preparation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I know I'm going to be on a podcast. I got to get something. I should probably ask you this. What I love about him is he's just like, Listen, I'll just follow your lead. Whatever you want to do, we can just do it. Like, honestly, on some real corny stuff, like, Andrew was just like, dude, as long as I'm with you, I don't really care. Mm. You know, like, we can go hiking. If you want to go to, like, Natural Museum of History, if you want to go to Life Science Complex, like, whatever you want to do, as long as we're together doing it, like, um, I'm down. Just love each other's company. Yeah. End of the day. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And I like that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no like, there's no pressure with him. There's no like um, set rules Mm -hmm. with, you know, like a list uh, of, well, we're in this, we're in this stage now. So in the next stage, this is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And in the next stage, this is what we should be doing. It's just kind of like, listen, it's Tuesday. Let's just take it one step at a time. I love that because I could see actually it being a lot of pressure for some new couples to be like, oh, my God, should we go on this trip or do this or do this? Like yeah. all the things that we haven't done together. And I love it. Just let's take it day by day and see what our moods are like. And as long yeah. as we're together. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and another big step for us too. next week. Um, I don't know if I told you all ladies, but next week is my birthday. Oh, and- happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and we're going to the Poconos. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. Is this the first yeah. official trip or have you guys done a trip? No, we have not. It's the first official couple trip. However, it's my first trip with any boyfriend. No way. Ever. Really? Yes. And so I'm like, <laughs> you'll be great. Oh it's a boy. <laughs> Wait, how long have you two been together at this point? July. So like 
eight, eight-ish, eight and a half-ish. That's a solid footing to know that, like, you know, you're over the six-month hump, basically. Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> no, for me, honestly, for me, it's not the six-month hump. For me, it's the three-month Yeah, it's the three-month, then the six-month. There's, like, a mm-hmm. few oh, okay, okay, okay. then the one okay. year, you know? Like, there's a few. Yeah, three months, I'm like, do I really like you to oh, stick yeah. around? And I'm like, no, you feel like home. That's exciting. I'm yeah. so excited for you. I love yeah. this. You feel like home. That's really, at the end of the day, what we're all looking for, right? Yeah. He feels like home. And we can't wait to hear how your relationship evolves post-pandemic. Yeah, of course. Jason, Jason, he's 31 and feeling sexy. He wrote that. We didn't write that. He wrote that for the record. He's he's currently in San Francisco. He's been there for four and a half years. Originally from Tiburon, he's pretty single. He's been taking a dating sabbatical, but... Also single and actively going on dates. I don't know what that means, Jason. Maybe you have to explain to us. How are you taking a dating sabbatical and actively going on dates? I feel a lot of times during the past year, I've kind of just gone through waves with my energy level and like uh, kind of putting myself out there a few weeks, then taking a break, then wanting to meet people. So the entire gamut of uh, dating expressions. <laughs> so have you been f- like over the whole pandemic, like what's been your dating status? Have you been single for the majority on and off of apps or has there have you had any relationships during this time? I've been on uh, the apps. Uh, I've been on Hinge, and then I just heard about this Jewish dating app called Locks Club, so I got referred. Oh, Locks Club. <laughs> I've been on like maybe two or three dates with a, a girl, like at most, uh, but typically mainly single. Locks Club. I've heard all the rage about Locks Club. Really? Yeah. I want to know all about it. It's like originated out of New York, and now it sounds like it's made its way over to the Bay Area. I- I've only heard about it a few months ago and my brother referred me and then I waited three days and my application got processed and I was 20% of the pool that you know made it whatever that means oh my god it's like Harvard (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting and I was like you have 24 hours to uh, uh, review uh, your submission and then we'll like send you matches and it's a subscription so you have to pay I think like eight dollars a month (laughs) and so what has been your dating life like during the pandemic? I, I would say I've gotten a lot of uh, warmth and energy from the sounding board and being being able to see how a lot of people are trying to put themselves out there on phone dates and video dates without a community, a little bit more daunting than it had been uh, based off of living alone and some more time to ruminate or think about opportunities that I might have let slip or just being able to uh, ask others about how they're handling it. I'm okay with being single now and uh, being able to like take video calls with uh, pajamas from the uh, bottom <laughs> down and, and being, being okay with uh, where I stand and improving a lot of like uh, important qualities like uh, cooking on my own and being happy on my own. Dating's important, but I've been able to see a lot of other uh, important and beneficial things come out of the pandemic uh, without having a partner. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have just been embracing their alone time. Like, I certainly have. Like, you know, like, I think it's at first, it's like daunting that you are single during this pandemic. And I think there are a lot of people that are feeling that way. But there's also people that are like, hey, it's not that bad. I'm loving my own company and I'm getting super comfortable. So when that right partner does come along, I know myself super well. 
Absolutely. It was very daunting March and April. I was maybe one of the early investors in love of the time of Corona. And I've <laughs> seen early how, investors. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen how it's amazing to like brainstorm and master date. And uh, of course, every day I'll be like, oh, it would be nice to like cook or bake for somebody. But for now, it's okay. This master yeah. dating term has been one of my favorite <laughs> things to come out by far, because I feel like if people aren't in their group and they're just like, wait, did Jason just say master date, like masturbate? What's happening? But it I feels think... weird saying it sometimes. I'm like, is that a purpose? <laughs> but you own it. You fully own it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's dating on your own, right? Like dating yourself is what master dating is. And I think that is an important skill, eventually, even when you are in a relationship. And in addition to master dating, every time I say it, I have to say it slow, so I'm <laughs> saying the right word. In addition to master dating, what are some other ways that you think this dateable community has shaped your perspective on love and dating? Great point about there have been a lot of uh, areas I'd say my life has shifted. And I've learned uh, from another host, Ryan, he sent me like a 400 song playlist all with EDM and workout music. And I've been like, oh my God, I get to like live my inner Ryan at the gym. And Tony <laughs> and I have been like sharing sports stories and a lot of the ability to like check in with others and kind of normalizing dating struggles has been, and not even wanting to use the term struggles anymore, just like mm -hmm. the ride of dating and being single. And, and I think I've learned so much more this past year, like to be really embracing of all of that instead of kind of running away from that. And in a lot of our workshops, like to hold on to these emotions and feelings and to not let being single slide as like not perfectly okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with you if you're single. Like I think there's that's been drilled into so many people for so long. Yeah. And I think seeing in the community, even people that are divorced, you know, that are coming out and like, hey, I'm loving life. You know, it's like not always the grass is always greener. There's nothing wrong with whatever relationship status you're in. What I love about our community is that the people who are in relationships are there to learn as well from people mm -hmm. who are single. And I, I feel like in the past, people in relationships feel like they have a leg up. Like so high and the mighty. Ones, yeah. Yeah. They, they're the ones giving advice. But I love in this community, everyone's sharing their experiences, no matter your relationship status. Yeah. So Jason, okay. So with the pandemic, like, has there been anything about dating that actually you have liked better besides this confidence, which I think is so huge, but like actually dating, like, is there anything that you would take from the pandemic into life post pandemic? I think first off, phone calls, like I, I talked to Julie and others about like the kind of first off being safe and going out there in the world now. Mm -hmm. But I've liked phone calls over video dates and, and it's added a relaxing feel to meeting people and, uh, you know, like lounging on my couch, embracing the silence and sort of really seeing and learning about somebody before I meet them has mm -hmm. taken a lot of like my dating anxiety uh, away. So that's one thing. You know, it's fascinating because people might not remember, but Jason was on a past episode, the exit interview. A very popular episode. A very episode. popular episode. And one of the things was that you were just like maximizing your dates going on. Mm -hmm. So many dates, like, you know, just like filling your schedule, filling the funnel. And a lot of the dates weren't turning into second dates. Like how, like, how do you think this like doing the phone call first will change any of that? I think... With using Logan Yuri's like terms, I, I think I still am like a maximizer when it comes to my dating tendencies, but I've mm. been able to like go out a little less more on dates, phone calls and work on vetting, I'd say as a whole. Mm. Uh, but, but one other thing, 
it's been it's been challenging to look at like intimacy, hugging and kissing and having that kind of uh, shift a bit with dating. Now, I'm still like unsure, you know, greeting people and whatnot. So that's been an example, like kind of rolling with the punches now and seeing how exactly is dating now differently. So for me, going on less dates is pretty apparent with like COVID and everything. But then when I meet people, how is that going to play out? Uh, how slow will it be? And and I, I'd say that's one thing I like about the community here and sort of reading and seeing how other people are working on their uh, putting their best foot forward in a new and changed world. A little birdie told me that you're going on a date tonight. Is that right? That's right. Uh, and <laughs> it's after, I wonder it's how she a... found that out. <laughs> uh, it's after a phone. Uh, we talked for about 50, 55 minutes on the phone and looking to, I wouldn't say lower the bar, but to just be okay with like good conversations at first and, and maybe get away from only seeing, you know, the physical side mm-hmm. and trying to work on the slow burn or slow fade versus the prom date. I'm trying to incorporate that too. So what's the date tonight? What are you doing? The date, we're going to do uh, a beer at this like kind of dive bar on Divisadero. Not sure. What else? Just hopefully. See where it goes. <laughs> yeah, see where it goes. I have no idea. Just I know that I'm meeting somebody. Do you think your date activities will change post-pandemic or do you think you'll do similar date activities? I'm hoping to sort of steer clear from the bars uh, mm. as much as possible. I, I'd want a phone date first before like mm. that being the opening time. I, I like parks and walks a lot. And then I was even thinking like possibly like it would be cool to meet somebody at Trader Joe's and like do would picnic like figure out what to get with food and then go to a park i'm up for all sorts too okay not oh okay not like okay thank you someone at trader joe's but just like have that be the starting point i was like oh jason's gonna go like just hang out at trader joe's for hours and hours once the world opens oh my god i'm glad you clarified that because i was like that's a lot of pressure on post-pandemic dating where are you going as soon as you get the vaccine trader joe's right away <laughs> i'm gonna meet someone there i just know it <laughs> no, that's fun, though. I think the picnics and that stuff has been like, it's almost like very romantic and whimsical. And it's something we would never have thought to even do a couple years ago. And along with phone calls, phone calls were so archaic a couple years ago. It's it's kind of fun that they're coming back as the norm. And like always open to more uh, just feedback from others. I really don't know the trend of like meeting people as much as I might have. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. who was more regimented and on a schedule and calendar. It's just like, I guess I'll like see some people when I can or set up a phone call and maybe chat again next week. It's been hard for me to uh, see how uh, like fluid people are now and kind of when people are also available to like try it in person. Yeah, I feel like you've changed a lot from like how we've talked to you. I'm (laughs) noticing like so many changes, just this more like kind of like go with the flow attitude and like confidence of being Mm -hmm. like, I'm good. Like I'm happy now. And like, I still want to find someone, but I'm not like going to have like, oh my God, like have all the anxiety and everything that comes with, you know, just wanting that like above all else. Like it feels like you've kind of balanced things out a bit, which is great. Thanks so much. And I think all the master dating is really, you know, (laughs) me. (laughs) 
<laughs> feeling relaxed before or usually after. Yeah. But you are I see that you're fully prepared for tonight's day. You've got your you're rocking your stay dateable hoodie there in case it gets cold here in San Francisco. You're just gonna kill it, you know. Not really kill it. You're gonna crush this day. Can't wait to hear uh, how it goes. Have fun on some on this post pandemic dating ish. Thanks so much, Yui. And if not, you can always master date tomorrow. <laughs> or tonight. Why wait? It's true. <laughs> I know. Evenings are better, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Before we get into Hisela's story, let's take a quick break to hear from some of our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their skin seriously. I've struggled with skin issues all my life, ranging from acne, uneven skin tone, and now aging. And now with all the mask wearing, it's exasperating my skin issues. And then Apostrophe comes to the rescue. So here's how it works. You fill out an online questionnaire about your skin concerns, snap a few selfies, and a board-certified dermatologist creates a customized treatment plan just for you. Your medications are then deliver to your home. Easy. It took me maybe three minutes to fill out the questionnaire and upload my photos, and I've already started my treatment. And I'll update you all on how that's going in a few weeks. So far, I've seen a drastic reduction in my mask knee. That's mask acne, in case you didn't know. In the meantime, get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash dateable and use our code dateable. This code is only available for our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash dateable and click begin visit. Then use the code dateable as sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. Next up, we have Hisela. She's 34 years old from Phoenix. She's been there for most of her life. She's originally from Guanajuato, Mexico, and she's currently dating someone, but she has not defined the relationship. So is this someone that you met during the pandemic? It is. We met on a dating app um, in November. Oh, since November, in the thick of it all. (laughs) And how were you able to navigate dating someone or seeing someone during the pandemic? So it's actually interesting because we had a first date and it was like a picnic and I live live in Phoenix. So the weather in December for a picnic was fine. But after that, um, the holidays came around and I wanted to spend holidays with my family. So I actually told them that I wouldn't be able to see him for like two or three weeks. And he was okay with that. But yeah, it was difficult finding ways to date during this time. Yeah. So back to the early part of the pandemic, kind of take us through your dating life. What was it like before you met this person? I took a break from dating apps at the beginning of the pandemic because I wanted to stay safe and I didn't see the point of starting conversations with people that I wasn't going to be able to meet for who knew how long it was going to take. So I took a break. (laughs) Um, Before that, I was on dating apps for a while. And then maybe like July, August, I started back on the dating apps. And I did have one in person date, I didn't do a virtual date, I didn't do a phone call. And it turned out to be kind of disappointing. And that's when I decided, you know, I broke, (laughs) I broke my (laughs) pandemic uh, safety for this date that was not even that great. Um, So I was like, I need to scream better. I need to start doing virtual dates. 
And that's when I started, you know, virtual dates around October and had a few and it felt a lot safer and it felt a lot better. So did you meet anyone else besides the person you're currently dating? You know, when I went back on the dating apps, it was really discouraging and it was frustrating because it was a lot of starting conversations that went nowhere. They didn't even lead to, hey, we should hang out or have a video date or anything like that. So I know a lot of us have felt that way, whether it was during the pandemic or not, that those conversations were not leading to anything. And I remember sharing with the Facebook group during happy hours, like, I just want to find somebody so I can put all of this into practice. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a virtual date that went really well, actually, I really enjoyed this person and our conversation. And we kept talking and we had scheduled a second virtual date. And then I got ghosted. Oh, but it led you to who you're with now. So it all works. Out of the log <laughs> And speaking of the Facebook group, how do you think this community has shaped your perspective on love? It has really given me a sense of community during the pandemic, which is, you know, crucial right now to feel like you belong somewhere outside of your friends and your family, but to know that you have the support system of other people who understand exactly what you're going through. And I would say more than anything, it has helped me to change my perspective about, about the path to love and not love self. But mm. um, some of the things that stick out in my mind are about the work that goes into building a solid foundation for a relationship, if that's what you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for something long term and serious, then what how do you get there? Um, it's not just about do I like this person? Do we have fun when we go out on dates, but being able to have those deep conversations that are going to give you the information that you need to figure out if it's a good match or not. So you know, the path to love starts with how you're putting yourself out there meeting in person you know wearing the right colors how you look things like that as you're in your red right this minute red lipstick and yeah you know I have to put into practice what I've learned um so when I joined the Facebook group I found the happy hours that were really fun but they also had such rich and deep conversations it was really nice to be able to learn from other people's experiences because you know some people were single but not at all dating or have years of experience dating whether on the apps or meeting people in real life. Um, What I really enjoy is the diversity within the group. You know, we're all so different and we come from different backgrounds and experiences, but everyone is so kind and wise and willing to support one another. Um, So the happy hours have definitely Mm -hmm. been one of the highlights of the pandemic for me. And I always look forward to Thursday nights. I try to make no other plans for (laughs) Thursday nights so I can with that community (laughs) that I've learned from so much. I remember you put up a post recently about just like in this current uh, relationship that you're in that you're like, you know, have been confronted a lot with being more intentional and being vulnerable. Can you kind of share anything that you've kind of taken away that you've applied to your new like situation that you're in currently? Yes. And you know, during the pandemic, I focused more on inner work. And yes, I was still on dating apps and trying to get dates, but it was a lot of learning about myself that I did. So I think it's led me to where I am now with the current relationship. And you know, the reason why I say we haven't defined the relationship is because we really haven't. Um, We've been taking things so slow. And that's something that I've learned is that I want to be very intentional. And for me, being intentional means slowing things down quite a bit so that I feel comfortable. And so that I can bring up tough conversations that I normally might not have or would have waited a really long time. So Mm. yeah, definitely. Definitely um, also setting boundaries and having my 
my own expectations, whether you want to call them deal breakers or red flags or things like that, having those set regardless of who I'm with. So first, you have to set those. And then if they are something that you feel you can be flexible about, then it's not really a deal breaker, you know, it could be more of a preference. But continuing on after the pandemic with dating and relationships, I'm definitely, you know, dating with more intentionality, I'm setting and sticking to those boundaries and bringing up difficult conversations. You just said something that I never really thought about before is when you first said you're taking a slow and you haven't defined the relationship, for some reason, my mind goes to, oh, it's just slow in terms of progress. But what you're actually saying is the relationship is progressing, but you're not letting it to get ahead of you because you're taking each step with intentional purpose and thoughts so that you can ask all the right questions and gather the correct information before you take that next step. So so I think it's a it's a different way of looking at the speed right. of a relationship. It doesn't mean your relationship is is stalling. It right. is progressing. It's just that you're just trying to stay yes. ahead of it. You know, and it's something that I want to feel very comfortable with. And I'll give you a quick example. Spring break came around and my partner is a teacher. So he was going to have actual days off of work. And he asked me if I would take time off and we could go somewhere. And I was like, immediately, yes, because I wanted a vacation, not so much because we go away together. But I told them when we were in person, because I like to have these conversations in person, I told them, you know, I really am excited about going somewhere with you. But I want you to know that this to me would mean that we are progressing towards a more serious or an actual relationship. Mm. So if you're not able, and you're not there yet, then I totally understand. And we can have that conversation separately. But for me going away together with you, Mm. this is what it means. Wow. Have you ever had conversations like this in the past with people? Not like this one. No. And it's, you know, all the conversations that we've had in happy hours. And I think I also remember the episode with Captain. He went, you mm-hmm. know, like flew to New York. Mm-hmm. That was that stuck in <laughs> oh, my yeah. mind. It's too fast a bad yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was his response? He, you know, I was, I'm always so nervous to ask those questions, but I'm like, I have to ask them. And he was really mm-hmm. understanding. It's always really surprising how you're so worried about it and at the end of the day they're like oh yeah that totally makes sense I feel the same way I was like oh okay but that was his response (laughs) yeah it's like such a fresh I don't know I feel like we've been taught for so long to like suppress it and to like let people like Mm -hmm. be a mind reader and try to figure it out I mean what it sounds like you've just really opened up all communications and you've gotten that confidence just be like this is what I'm looking for like are we there or not and I love how you said it was such kindness too it's not like Mm -hmm. if he wasn't there you'd be upset It's just like my standard is that I'm going to go away with someone that I'm in a relationship with. And I love the way you said that. It was so, so kind, yet it was asserting yourself. Thank you. I've been working on it. (laughs) You're doing good. I'm impressed. I feel like a lot of people are going to use that line after hearing this. And now with this relationship and everything else you've learned during the pandemic, how do you plan on emerging from the pandemic and back into IRL dating? Is there anything that you think you would do differently now that we're coming out of quarantine? I think just continuing to grow um, as a person, you know, you guys say it all the time, being dateable is not just about the initial dating or getting dates or the early parts of a relationship. It's staying that way. And I think in order to stay that way, 
I need to continue to learn more about myself, you know, um, there's definitely a lot of work that I still need to do in terms of being in a relationship with someone. And so continuing to do that work. And that's why I really like the book club that um, I'm able to do in the sounding board mm-hmm. so that I hold myself accountable to read one book related and then discuss it with the community. So that's what I'm walking away with that I still need to always continue to put some work into it. Just so much learnings to have. But it sounds like you're just walking away so much more like self-assured and empowered and sounds like the self-work you did at the beginning of the pandemic has really paid off. I think so. I think it has. I guess just the last thing, like, have you and your partner talked about like any like fun dates that you'll do that you haven't been able to do because of the pandemic? I think we haven't had like a a nice dinner sort of a thing at a restaurant because I'm not comfortable yet with indoor dining. But the things Mm -hmm. that keep coming up with us is traveling together. So going to, you know, somewhere Mm -hmm. domestic. But when we did go away together, we're still within Arizona. It was to Tucson and then we went to Flagstaff. So leaving the state will be a big step. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're really excited about. (laughs) Awesome. Well, keep us posted. That's super exciting. It sounds like, you know, it's always nice to leave the pandemic too with like a new relationship that's just starting to flourish what it sounds like yours is. Next up, we have Brian. He's he's in his mid to late 30s. Love that range. You just have to guess. Somewhere between 35 to 39, (laughs) I guess. He's in LA, originally from SoCal, single and actively going on dates. Hello, Brian. Everybody. Hello. Well, I love it. He's like dressing the room here. Uh, <laughs> what What has been your dating life during the pandemic in the last year and change? Yeah. Um, so I've been on the apps. I've also been doing virtual dates. And I go into, when it comes to the apps, I always have the attitude of, hey, I could even make a potential friend here. So I've had great conversations with uh, some wonderful ladies and I'm looking forward to meeting them. I'm actually getting vaccinated this week. And uh, when we meet in person, we both have the expectation if we get along great uh, romantically, but if not, if it's platonic, then that's fine. So yeah, looking forward to making new connections. Have you done any socially distanced dates or have you been really just waiting till you're vaccinated? Yeah, I've been waiting till I was vaccinated. Got it. Got it. So you kind of did like, have you been active on the, the apps or did you just start up again now that like it's coming to an end? I actually, I'm only on one app right now. <laughs> I used to be on three when I was in the Bay Area, but um, a part of me wanted to, it's a tricky situation because I'm in limbo. I'm sheltering in place in SoCal, but my job is up in NorCal. So um, yeah, <laughs> weird which situation to be in. So it's okay. That's fine. But I'm still, you know, I'm still on there <laughs> on, on one app. Have you done a lot of virtual dating then? I have. Well, for me, at least. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And what, what has that been like for you? I like it. It's great because it really gets the opportunity to, for the both of us to actually focus on one another. I think it's a relaxed environment. Uh, very if, For me, at least, low pressure. And I mean, you don't have to worry about if someone's late, that's fine. It's not like you're, <laughs> you know, you're waiting there like out in the cold. So I, I personally like it. And then because you've obviously been active in our community, mm-hmm. how has the community helped you kind of change your perspective on dating and relationships or navigate through it all? Yeah, I've definitely gotten more exposure to women's perspective when it comes to dating, hearing Mm. their sides, seeing how they uh, view dating and some of the obstacles. And I've come to notice that there's a lot, uh, both for men and women also as well, and then also our LGBT community. Mm -hmm. And 
the guest speakers have been phenomenal, both listening to the podcast and then also having the guests come on and mingle and yeah, mingle with our group. That's been great for me. And especially during this pandemic, when a lot of people are working on themselves because they're having to shelter in place. I think this has been great for me as far as uh, just holistically when it comes to dating and just even self-exploration. I think that's really fascinating. The part you said about, you know, it's given you an insight into women's views more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of elaborate, like what's something surprising that you wouldn't have thought of before this that now you're like, oh, I'm aware of this? Yeah, I was very naive. I thought that women had dating figured out. I thought that mm. um, they researched more when it came to dating. Just for whatever reason, I thought that they were they had more information available to them and they had it all figured out. So when I would speak with women sometimes, I would always think, oh, they got it figured out. They know what a good match looks like. Mm. But when it came to being in the group, I see that there there's a lot of the same fears, anxieties, a lot of the same, I guess you could say plight, like someone not getting back to you, someone's lukewarm, or even that the loneliness that comes along with it. That And guys get lonely too. So it's like, oh, wow, they're going through essentially the same things. But there are you know key differences. But it was refreshing for me and enlightening. We had that revelation too. Oh. Podcast, so. <laughs> right, exactly. And then what about as we, you know, our group is called Love in the Time of Corona, yeah. but it's not going to be called that for long as uh-huh. we emerge out of the pandemic. What is the one thing that you're going to take with you that you learned during the pandemic and that you hope to apply to your love life as we come out of it? Yeah, I'm definitely going to put less pressure on myself. Mm. A lot yeah. of lessons that I learned from the guest speakers. And then also too, just as I had mentioned uh, from the previous question that we're all still trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's perfect. There's no perfect relationship. It's not like in the movies where it's happily ever after. No couples, they still have to check in with one another and they have to navigate uh, bumps in the relationship. So it's an ongoing process. I know that I'm also going to be just a lot more aware of previous blind spots mm-hmm. that I had when it came to dating. What are some of those blind spots? Yeah, sure. I used to think that if a date didn't work out, it fell squarely on me. Mm. Um, Sometimes it's just a match isn't a match. Matter of fact, that's one thing I've actually gotten to do during the pandemic, which is I've had the chance to examine, um, based on the guest speakers, like what I'm attracted to and what I'm compatible with and what are some patterns that um, are not healthy, like looking for a partner. So basically just trying to find out what I like, what I'm, what's important to me. And then I also look at previous relationships that I was in and where they ended amicably, were able to feel safe around one another and using that like as a, as the standard for when it comes to when I'm dating somebody new. And what is one thing you're really looking forward to when it comes to dating and non-COVID times? Yeah, I look forward to socializing again, being able to do activities. And I also, um, so for dates in the past, I would always do fun activities like going, uh, checking out places we've never been to before, somewhere like a beach or somewhere like a, a flower garden or like a tea garden. So I'm looking forward to doing things like that when things are also open too, <laughs> such as uh, restaurants or even uh, coffee shops. So I'm very much looking forward to those. Awesome. Well, we wish you fun dates in the future in real life. Very exciting. <laughs> Up next, we have Caitlin. She's 33 years old. She's in SoCal. Moved there, moved to SoCal right before the pandemic, right? If I remember correctly. <laughs> She's originally from Houston, born and raised in H-Town. She's pretty single, but I would say you're not because you've been master dating quite a bit. So I would say you're, you've been going on lots of dates. <laughs> I feel like, Caitlin, you are the queen of master dating. She is the inventor <laughs> of master dating. But 
I guess that's a that's a great way to talk about the first you know the topic that we want to bring up is what has your dating life been like during the pandemic? Dating humans, non-existent, pretty much, but dating myself on a roll. I mean, me, <laughs> me, myself, and I, we got this yes. great relationship going on, and we're taking long walks on the beach. We're going on hikes. We're eating all the great things mm-hmm. in SoCal together. We're doing a pretty, we got a pretty good thing going on. <laughs> hey, you know, the most important relationship at the end of the day is with yourself. So. <laughs> that will never yeah. leave. But also, at uh, what other point in your life have you ever dated yourself this much? Probably never, right? I I can't remember when was the last time I took myself out on a date. Mm-hmm. So this is a great time for self-care and get to know yourself again. Is there anything that you found that was really surprising after all this master dating about yourself? Yeah, about me. Um, I'm actually ready to share these dates with someone, you mm-hmm. know, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I... I love how I feel on hikes. I love how I feel on the beach, but I would love to talk to someone when I walk on the beach. I'm ready to, okay, I'm ready to take that next step and share it. Were you always feeling that way? Like even before the pandemic or did you like being like kind of more on your own before then? Um, I was okay. You know, I actually was on a dating sabbatical about about 10 months into, let me back it up. (laughs) So um, I was taking a dating sabbatical on May 2019. And then when March hit, I just, you know, I just moved to California and everything hit last year. I told myself, you know, I'm ready to get back out there. I'm ready to meet people. And then boom, it happened. So it has been quite some time, Mm -hmm. but even more so now, now that we're at a year into this pandemic, I'm really ready to meet people. You're ready to go. You're ready to go. <laughs> <I'm> ready. <laughs> and also, you like you don't talk to yourself when you're walking on the beach. I do. I I always talk to myself. So. <laughs> I, I did actually yesterday. I was talking out loud, prepping myself for the recording today, and I was talking to myself, and I was like, "SoCal, you know, this is all totally normal." So, <laughs> I mean, I think you are in a unique situation too that you were in a brand new city when this hit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that has got to be really tough because you know, like, I think my, one of my saving graces being single that I have a lot of friends that were pre-existing relationships. And the reality is that's just really hard to make during the pandemic if you're new somewhere. Like how has like the community helped you and like what's been your take on the sounding board and virtual community we've created? Oh my gosh, where do I begin? It's been my saving grace. You know, I don't, I literally don't know anyone except my coworkers here. And right now I feel because I've, of this community, I took that chance uh, last year to join the first happy hour. And I now can say I'm about 20 20, 30 friends across the country. I mean, I talked to Shildi on the phone. Mm-hmm. I met up with Jasmine Ward, another sounding board member, about twice now uh, since everything's starting to open back up. I mean, I, I'm going to San Francisco to see some others in the fall. So, I mean, <laughs> I, y'all have been my saving grace. Y'all have been truly my friends and support system this whole time. Do you remember, Julie, do you remember the first time we met Caitlin at Happy mm-hmm. Hour? She was like holding a glass of wine and <laughs> she's got like this pretty lipstick on and she's sitting on her couch. And I was like, who is that? this we must be friends with her <laughs> i know and then i remember you messaged us after actually like through the facebook page i think you were like still a little shy even to like put things on the group and you like messaged us through the facebook page and we're like that was the best like i needed this so much you don't know how much this has helped me and i think that actually gave us a lot of ammunition to keep these going absolutely and for me i'm also at a point where all my friends out um, from Houston and Arizona, they are all in relationships, they're married, mm-hmm. and I, they all decided to settle down and get into marriages. Well, at that time, 
I decided to get out of an LTR, a long-term relationship. And I've been on dating and all the things. And I thought, thought to myself, am I alone here? Am I the only one going through this, these dating apps and the ghosting and all of this? And then when this group, like the first week of the happy hour said, oh my gosh, I found my people. I'm not the only one going <laughs> through these things. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's honestly part of why we started this podcast, too. Like, even back in the day, I remember having that exact same feeling. And like, when UA came here too, being like, am I the only one that's confused? Like, I think a lot of us have this feeling. And it definitely helps to hear it on the podcast. But I think the community brings like that next level because you see people, their faces actually saying this. It's not just you listening to something. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great place to validate your crazy that you're or that you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah, we don't use the word crazy. Crazy is just normal. Yep. Everyone's crazy by normal standards. And so, you know, the weather is getting so much better here in SoCal and restaurants are opening up. People are coming out of their houses. What are some ways you're planning on emerging out of the pandemic um, as a new dater, a smarter dater, as you've taken lessons that you've learned from the group? Um, I'm going to quote, I think it was Shildy or someone else. I can't remember, but they said the second date is always the first date. Mm. So when I start dating, I'll keep in mind to myself the first date. If it's lukewarm, it's, you know, not sure, say yes as the second date because the first date is somewhat of the interview, the icebreaker. So being open to a second date, um, if the first one didn't just knock your socks off. Also, too, I do plan on um, being more playful and having more creative dates. Yes. Like last week, you know, I wasn't too sure how I felt about, you know, an episode about being playful because to me, playful, I've seen on dating apps, it just doesn't mean what mm -hmm. the last week's episode meant. So I'm looking forward to more creative ways to date. So you're someone that never really used dating apps before the pandemic. How has your views on dating apps changed during this time and through the group? Um, I actually, you know, I had a moment and I learned so much from the groups. I was hosting a monthly challenge last week about overcoming rejection and fear. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I... I'm scared to go back out there a little because of fear of rejection. And I wanted to learn more from the group. And Lo, who was in the group, mm -hmm. she said something so impactful. And I also shared, because I shared with the group, I said, I work 10, 12 hour days. I'm exhausted. I don't want to mm -hmm. send another email. Mm -hmm. And then Lo said, you know, imagine sharing those 10, 12 hour days, the possibility of sharing that with someone, mm -hmm. you know, long and I just, I thought to myself, okay, that is such a great and different perspective. And that's what the group does. It's a very diverse uh, place of thought and different perspectives. So it reframed your mind from thinking dating apps are work to being like, I'm going to use dating apps to share my life, which is ultimately your end goal, right? To share those master dates and do group dates, right? <laughs> master date together. Exactly, exactly. Is there anything you're looking forward to the most when it comes to emerging out of COVID dating other than sharing? Sharing those walks and not having to talk to yourself. Honestly, a nice hug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, a hug, like a good hug. I haven't, I mean, I have my friends that I saw, you know, over the holidays and whatnot in Houston, but you know, that good romantic yes. love you, I care for you, I hear for you hug. Mm. And that's a big deal because physical touch is not very high on my love languages, but that's the one thing I've just learned from this pandemic how nice hug does such good wonders for you. Wow, it's the little things. I feel like before this, you would never, I don't know, I think you think of like the passionate kiss or like hot sex, but you don't ever think of like, I just want a hug from my person. <laughs> what, virtual hugs don't do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? 
Woohoo, the queen of master dating. We heard from Caitlin, finally. I'm sure a lot of people in our group have been like, who originated this word master dating? I attribute it to the queen herself, Caitlin. (laughs) I mean, I think everyone here has had just amazing stories to share and experiences during this time and navigate it. I cannot wait till we hear from the rest of our hosts next week too. But I think the couple of takeaways that I had from the hosts that we've spoken to so far, I mean, first of all, I just feel like the level of emotional intelligence and availability in all of them continues to blow me away like every single day. But I think what I hear from all of them is this like level of confidence. And it's like, Mm. not that I put me first, but I'm concerned with my needs and I want to find a partner that, you know, meets those needs. And I think in the past, sometimes we felt like driven by such desperation that that's when you put yourself in these bad situations. And I think COVID has given a lot of people that time to reflect of like, whether they were like exiting a bad partnership or being alone and being like, hey, this actually hasn't been so bad. It's like, I want to be with this person, but I want it to be the right person. Also, what I loved is just hearing this, like, I'm not going to take things as personally anymore. Like, especially with the community, too. You see where other people are coming from. You see that people that you like, you know, that may be a different gender or sexuality or whatever it may be, experience very similar things with dating. I think that helps you, like, normalize it a bit, like behaviors and not take it so personally and kind of goes into this theme of, like, not feeling alone. Absolutely. And people have also, I mean, the other theme I hear is just more open-mindedness, mm-hmm. open-mindedness about a relationship, a, a new partnership, or even open-mindedness about yourself in the case of Caitlin, who was open-minded about taking herself out on these trips and exploring this new city that she was in. I think Jason's open-mindedness was really about him being happy being alone. And, you know, we've heard this from Jason a lot. He used to go on date after date after date. And now he's saying, you know, I'm equally as happy being alone as I am out on a date with someone. And then Shieldy, who was open-minded about, this guy is not someone I would normally swipe on or Mm want to match with. And look at how it turned out. And I really love Hisela's open-mindedness about just taking things slow. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, like we forget that open-mindedness is not just about getting outside of your type. It could also be about how you look at relationships. And then Brian's open-mindedness to all the different perspectives he's hearing in our community, even perspectives that may not align with what he's heard in the past. I think that's just being open-minded just means, it doesn't mean you need to be on board. It just means mm-hmm. you're open to hearing it all. Absolutely. And then I think the last one that really stood out for me was like, in COVID times, we've definitely slowed things down a bit and sometimes and I'm sure there's going to be people that are rushing to do every last activity but I think what I've gathered from this group at least is that they've really appreciated staying in the present and just being with you know one another whether that's a significant other or a new date the community whoever it is and just like kind of being in each other's presence and really staying present through it all yes yeah I mean one thing COVID taught us is that really just need to stay present. Like you never know what the future has in store. Yes. And at the end of the day, it just shows that we're all in this together. We're not alone in this. And in this community, we have each other and we have the privilege of relying on each other to be that support. And Mm -hmm. that's all, personally, that's all I can ask for right now. I'm Mm -hmm. just loving the camaraderie of this community. Absolutely. 
Definitely stay tuned for part two, which will air next week. We have Janice, Tony, Swanee, and Ryan, some of our other hosts, who all have equally as interesting stories and perspectives to share. Yes. So looking forward to that one. We want to thank our host for being part of this episode. We also want to thank you all for being part of our community. And one way to keep our community going is by giving us a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts. Just go right in there, five stars, and maybe like a simple blurb of how you found us, why you love us, uh, and we'll appreciate it all, but also show the love back by constantly giving you guys better and better content each week. So please, 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 Apple Podcasts, a five <laughs> star rating goes a really long way and we're gonna wrap up this week's episode here we go stay dateable the dateable podcast is part of the frolic podcast network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts want to continue the conversation first follow us on instagram facebook and twitter with the handle at dateable podcast Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.